0: Hello, and welcome back to the One Word Possible podcast with Hannah Crowley. It's your girl, Hannah Crowley, certified life coach and weight release. I say release, so we don't want to just lose something and find it again. We want to lose it for life, release it for good. (laughs) Weight release and transformation expert. Okay, eventually, I'm going to get a very amazing professional intro for this podcast. But for now, this is what we got. We're working with what we have. So today's episode is number 13. And we are talking about the all or nothing mindset. (laughs) I like to poll people (laughs) and ask, like, what should I talk about on the podcast? My, so I reached out to my my mom and my sisters, and we have a little group chat going. I'm like, what should I talk about on the podcast this week? And my little sister suggested today's topic. And actually, it's such a good one. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, it's really a simple but powerful concept. I am so fascinated with human behavior and, and just like watching people. I'm so curious about people and why they behave the way that they behave and like and i'm just so curious it's so fun also just like working with people and coaching them one on one and in groups and and like i really really believe that this topic for today most of us it's very na- it's a natural thing it's like hardwired in to have an all or nothing mentality to some degree it's like a natural default setting and You might see it come up in some areas of your life, but not in others. Um, If you tend to be, if you consider yourself a perfectionist, a detailed oriented person, a planner, (laughs) you might see it stronger than someone that goes with the flow, but it might still show up for them too. It's not necessarily a good or bad thing, all or nothing. But we want to talk about it because. You know, if it's a problem, (laughs) is it a problem? Why is it a problem? And why are we talking about it today? In many instances, it can get in the way of where you want to go. It can keep you stuck and frustrated. So, of course, that's why we want to talk about it today. So there actually is ways that it can be very helpful having an all or nothing mindset. Um, It Sometimes it means you do higher quality work. Uh, Or if you're in like a high stakes situation where there is little room for error, an all or nothing approach can sometimes be necessary and very important uh, for completing things. Sometimes this is super helpful to close out projects um, like if you have if you're a reader if you read like a lot of books and you have a lot of books that you never finish, you know something like that like it can be very helpful to to complete projects there's definitely something to be said about finishing finishing something that you started <laughs> sometimes it can also come in handy uh if you have a hard deadline that can require an all or nothing approach um, so all of that is not really a problem, but sometimes it Uh, It is a problem. I will tell you that procrastination actually comes from all or nothing. Um, And I know this is something I've had to work on a lot personally. Uh, For example, I sometimes struggle to get things started. So I procrastinate starting because I know I don't have enough time to finish it in that one sitting. I like to sit down and do the whole thing. Um, It's like harder for me to set little blocks of time and work on project like little by little (laughs) so so i will procrastinate something until i have time to do the whole thing um i mean if i can't get it done right now then why even start or like what or like when the house is a mess and I don't have time to clean it all before I have to be somewhere else. Like, why even start? Why do anything, right? It's interesting. And you can tell me if you do this, too. But, like, have you ever noticed if there is, like, a ton of stuff all over your counter? Uh, when you go to put something away, you're more likely to just put it in the on the counter where the mess already is. <laughs> instead of away, you're just, like, adding to the mess. But if your counter is clean or the area is clean... It's like you want to keep it clean and so you put it away. It's just fascinating. So it's like, that's like all or nothing, right? Anyways, I remember early in my weight loss journey when my two kiddos were just babies, I would start walking every day. I would have to walk further, and my mindset was like, I'd have to walk further every day than the day before. And I remember if I couldn't match. Or go further than it then it didn't feel like it counted <laughs> or what was the point <laughs> and I see this actually a ton with my clients and working out if they don't sweat profusely every single workout then does it even count <laughs> or if they can't get in the full time they think that they have to get in then it doesn't matter like it doesn't count or or they just don't do it. Like if I can't get in the full 30 minutes, like I'm not gonna do 10. (laughs) So that all or nothing really shows up there. It also shows up in our food (laughs) and the way many on a weight loss um, journey struggle. This is a big struggle. Like if one gets in the mode of eating super healthy and being super good, I'm quote unquote good <laughs> and avoiding and they're restricting anything quote unquote bad and they're telling themselves they can't eat anything off plan, they're, they're, they're either that way or they're eating all unhealthy. It's like all in or all out. Um, this is actually what specifically my little sister was talking about when she suggested this topic was like food and like when you eat one quote unquote, bad thing, like you don't throw in the towel. So all or nothing really thinking really shows up all over. It becomes a problem when you can't do it all or you think you can't do it all. And then you default to, well, if you can't do it all, then you might as well not do anything. Right. It's a problem when you just default to nothing. That's the problem. (laughs) So when this happens, really just want to notice it, first of all. You don't want to be an a-hole to yourself. It Being an a-hole to yourself only puts you in this cycle where the results of it is more of that, like more of being an a-hole. <laughs> like with food, you could eat a 200-calorie thing that was not on your plan and then say, well, I messed up my day anyways, and then that turns into an 800-plus-calorie thing because you already feel like you messed up, so might as well keep going, right? Like that's an a hole move, <laughs> like to just like completely sabotage, right? And you could tell you could start telling yourself you suck, something's wrong with you, you're never gonna get it right, or I'm just gonna start over tomorrow, next Monday, I'm just gonna eat all the things because I've already screwed it today. When life slows down, then I'll and then I'll try this again. So that's when you start treating yourself like an a hole when you speak to yourself like an A.O., <laughs> So you just want to notice it. You don't want to judge yourself and be mean to yourself. Um, so when you're trying to get out of this all or nothing place, you might need constant reminders that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Something is always better than nothing. That's something that I started saying to myself that really helps me like start doing something instead of procrastinating it or pushing it to later. is like something is always better than nothing. And that's what I always say to my clients too. Like, so you can't get a forty-five minute workout. Like ten minutes doing something is going to be better than doing nothing. Right. So going back to the messy home example, um, you have to leave soon to be somewhere, and also your house needs to be picked up. Picked up. So instead of doing nothing. I love to do this. It's like a fun game. (laughs) You put on a timer for five minutes and you see like do as much as you can in that time. Something is better than doing nothing. Or you just pick up and put away five things. I'm just going to do five things. It does in fact make a difference and it makes it just a little bit easier and faster later. It really does. (laughs) So it's super helpful to just remind yourself I can't do it all. I'm just going to do three three things. I can't do it all, but I can just do that one thing. It's not all or nothing. And for nutrition, the reminder that one thing off my plan is not going to make or break my long-term results. Um, I think this, like the biggest mistake is expecting that you're going to be perfect. So you have to remind yourself you're not going to be perfect. As well as I also think a huge mistake is to vilify food or label your food as good and bad. So when you tell yourself, I'm going to eat so good and quote, I'm putting these in quotations. (laughs) I'm going to eat so good and I'm not going to have anything bad. And then you eat something you've deemed bad. It can lead you to thinking thoughts that you're bad. And now you need to be punished. All or nothing thinking actually confuses our brains. Like, okay, stick with me for a second. Like, think about this. If you like chocolate and you say chocolate is bad, but chocolate doesn't actually taste bad. (laughs) It tastes good. And when you eat it, you get the reward in your brain like a waterfall of dopamine and other feel-good neurotransmitters for that short moment after you eat the chocolate. It sends a message that this was a really good choice (laughs) and we should do it again. And as soon as possible. But then you tell yourself, no, it's bad and I can't eat it. Are you confused just listening to me say this? (laughs) All or nothing thinking confuses our brains. The truth is that no food is inherently good or bad. Food is just food. It has no moral value. Different foods have different nutritional values and different effects on our individual bodies for sure. And we also have, you know, our tastes, our preferences of how, like, what we think tastes good. And we have cultural food traditions and we have, like, specialties in our area and family favorites. But the food itself is neutral, it's not good or bad. What tastes good to you may be bad to me and vice versa. So the most important thing to look at is not what we think about the food, but what the thought is, what that thought is creating for us. If we try to think about foods as good and bad in order to try to manage our desire for them, we end up fighting against ourselves, saying both, I can't eat the chocolate because it's bad and I'm trying to lose weight, and also, but it tastes so good and I want it, <laughs> right? So this will lead us to have you ever been on a road the and like in the snow and it's r- really icy and you're gripping the steering wheel and you're like super tense and stressed out and it's referred to as white knuckling the steering wheel right like you are not going to be able to white knuckle your way through your nutrition long term in how you eat and if you're constantly like trying to restrict and avoid and then you give in it's like all out or all in like that's never going to give you a relationship with food that serves you long term. You're going to always be like avoid 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 and then go off the rails and eating a ma- massive amount of it to the point where we're sick, like binging on it for multiple days. Okay? So, have you ever heard the phrase all things in moderation? It's a really good advice. <laughs> But also, I just want to introduce you to this concept because everyone is actually different. And for some people, moderation is not always easiest for them. And so there is this book called Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. She introduces the idea of abstainers and moderators. So we are usually either or out of these two things. And an abstainer actually finds that they do better with hard boundaries. They find it easier to give something up entirely than to do just a little. And moderators will get a little panicky at the thought of never getting or doing something again. Like if the idea that you can't or shouldn't have a certain food makes you feel deprived and like you're missing out. Sure, you can skip the food for a few days or weeks, but... The, eventually the thought of having that that you're restricting it starts to feel like it's controlling you and now you want to dive into it even more so you do um, because that too much restriction will send you into that full-blown you know rebellion mode so there is no best way like either to be a abstainer or to be a moderator like it's all about choosing what works best for you And what is going to bring you the most peace? What is going to help you keep moving forward and feel balanced? For me, in some ways, I do really good with moderation, but I do have to have a plan and decide ahead of time. And in other ways, if I never do something (laughs) and I just abstain, it requires no self-control for me. (laughs) And um, if I do something a little bit, then it requires a lot of self-control. So in some ways, I do good with moderation. In some ways, I do better just abstaining. A good example of this that may be relatable is if you're somebody that drinks alcohol, but you don't want to drink as much alcohol or whatever, some people can um, have one drink and stop. And then some people just, they just can't stop. at. So having none is their best choice. Does that make sense? So you really do want to find what is true for you and find what brings you the most peace. Like if you need to put a few french fries on your weekly meal plan so that you don't binge on them every day, then do it. You might find that that actually gets you better results than trying to restrict and deprive yourself of it completely because you always end up binging and going backwards, it feels like. Now, when there are things that you want in life but you don't feel like doing the actual work, I don't feel like it. Those, I'm not motivated. I don't feel like it moments. (laughs) And this is where the all or nothing can really start to sabotage most of us. You really want to be aware. Again, notice it without judgment. Be curious. Don't beat yourself up. Beating yourself up is not ever helpful for you to get authority over it. But a lot of times when you don't feel like it, and if you can just start like if you can convince yourself to get started the momentum will start to build um i know that sometimes when i don't feel like working out i just tell myself i'm just going to get on my shoes or i'm just going to give it five minutes and then most the time i end up doing the whole workout it was like the best workout of my life and i had so much fun (laughs) so if you can just convince yourself to get started then the momentum will start to build Now, you do want to be careful. Like, a lot of times you'll actually go above and beyond what you, like, said. If I just want to give it five minutes, I'm just going to give it five minutes and then you go above and beyond what you, you know, like, I'm just going to go for a, like, 10 minute walk and then you end up doing a 30 minute walk. (laughs) So, like, that will happen. But this, the one thing that you want to watch for is that if it doesn't, if you... Okay, I'm just gonna give it five minutes, and you after five minutes, you still don't feel like it, and you've told yourself, I'm only gonna work out for five minutes, and if I don't feel like it, then I'm gonna go do something else, or whatever. Like, you like don't beat yourself up, don't be upset with yourself. Like that's where you want to really create more trust with yourself and compassion. Like sometimes you will just keep going, but then other times you'll stop. You won't want to keep going, and it's okay, you know? It's not all or nothing. So be proud of yourself for the five minutes. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, so a couple of strategies that can help shift your mindset and stick with your eating healthy plan, a couple of strategies is really to practice the self-compassion and forgive yourself. If you eat that one thing, it's okay. Like what happened? <laughs> like don't go to automatically beating yourself up practice self-compassion. Another thing is just to keep the healthy snacks on hand to prevent those impulsive choices. Like if you know that that's something that you struggle with is like three o'clock, I always get a little snacky and then I keep finding myself reaching for all the things that lead to me binging on all the sugar. Like maybe having some pre-planned, (laughs) pre-portioned out ready-to-go snacks can help avoid that situation. Planning your meals and snacks in advance, like pre-deciding, I know I've talked about this before, to avoid decision fatigue um, and so many other things. But then focus on progress, not perfection. Progress over perfection. Another thing that can be really helpful is to define what all means in the all or nothing. What does your all mean? What are, like, what are you trying to do in setting realistic expectations? Don't expect yourself to be perfect. Like Defining, really defining. <laughs> your brain needs a clear direction. It needs to know exactly what you're trying to do. So if you're wanting to start working out, Tell yourself what, how many days a week are you going to work out? What does that all mean for you? And set those realistic expectations. And what I would also do is maybe even set the bar a little bit lower. Maybe you want to work out five days a week. But right now, currently, you're just kind of all over the place and very sporadic when you do it. Maybe the goal is just three. It's okay to go above and beyond. Your mind will like totally love that. But it's also okay if you just do those three because if you're doing those three consistently and you're being more consistent than you've been, that's progress, progress over perfection. Most people will underestimate, I know you've probably heard this, (laughs) most people underestimate what they can do long-term and overestimate what they can do short-term. We are underestimating what we can achieve in three, six, nine a year, nine months a year. <laughs> and we're totally overestimating what we can accomplish in a day. I mean, <laughs> look at what we goals we set for a year and then like look at the goals we set our daily to-do list that's a mile long. There's no way that we can even accomplish it. <laughs> it's crazy. So you you really want to look at the big picture. Like just cause you ate that one thing doesn't mean that you've (laughs) ruined your whole week. (laughs) Really, it's a blip. It's never that moment. It's always what happens afterwards. So you might have an effort moment. Don't turn it into an effort day, an effort week, because that's where you're not getting the results. It's not the one little thing that you ate off your plan. It's when you continue it. Continue to eat off your plant and continue to do nothing instead of something. (laughs) So in conclusion, the all or nothing mindset can be significant, can be a significant barrier to achieving your goals. If you can reframe your thinking, remind yourself, practice self-compassion, be nice to yourself. We can truly break away from this way of thinking and find success in your journey. Find success with your goals. Remember, one slip up doesn't define your progress. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Progress over perfection. And every healthy choice you make is a step in the right direction. Okay, that is what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. If you would, share it with at least one other person that you think it would help. And if you have a topic or idea or something that you would love to hear on the podcast, reach out to me on Instagram. I would love that. Okay, I don't have a Hannah's Random Rules for Living tip of the week, but I will leave you with the past is not where possibility lies. Okay, until next time, have an amazing day.